Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, October 18th. I'm Amanda Harris, and joining me today is Whitney McDonald. Uh, this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending October 15th, 2021. Uh, before I start, as always, I want to thank our Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, Cox Automotive, Cedar CX, Dealer Track, DeFi Solutions, NCB, Lexix Nexus, Varix, Walters Kluwer, and Westlake Financial for their continued support. Um, and some general economic news, uh, while supply chain shortages continue to drive up prices on food, gas, cars, and other goods, uh, Federal Reserve economists this month have predicted that inflation will be short-lived and will fall back under 2% uh, by next year. Uh, so some good news for consumers who've been um, definitely worried about inflation over the last year or so. Um, in auto, Toyota has expanded its commitment to the electric vehicle market with a plan to invest $3.4 billion through 2030 to build its first U.S. battery plant. Production is slated to begin in 2025 and will focus on batteries for hybrid vehicles at the start. The latest investment is part of Toyota's overall $13 billion spending plan related to battery development and production as the automaker plans for electric vehicles to account for 70% of its U.S. sales by 2030. Honing in on vehicle finance, uh, this week brought a closer look at third quarter earnings of some of the largest banks. The reports paint a picture of how supply constraints are shaping financial institutions' performance this quarter. So both Bank of America and Truist, for example, have logged declines in floor plan outstandings as dealers work with fewer cars on lots. We know this is something that they've been facing for months. Uh, so Bank of America floor plan balances dropped 36.3% year over year to $9.3 billion. Uh, this is also down 13.8% from last quarter's balance of $10.8 billion. So we've been seeing sequential falls in floor plan at multiple lenders. Uh, the bank still uh, increased its commitment on its floor plan allowance, 3.37% year over year to 15.3 billion, just preparing for how things could change in the future. Uh, Truist, uh, their deal for dealer floor plan portfolio declined 1.1 billion sequentially, and this followed a second quarter decline of 1.2 billion in dealer floor plan loans. Uh, so with that trend, I do expect we'll continue to see floor plan balances decrease as other earnings come out over the next week or so for this quarter. Um, and we'll likely see a similar pattern in the next quarter uh, because we know the chip shortage and manufacturing constraints that are driving all this. Um, everyone kind of agrees that that's not going to just magically resolve itself <laughs> by the end of the year. Um, so this will likely have a continued impact into the fourth quarter um, and possibly into the first quarter of 2022, just depending on how manufacturing um, gets improved and how things um, change. So that's on the commercial side. Um, but while supply has been shrinking, the commercial business for many of the auto lenders that we follow, uh, the consumer portfolio does continue to perform really well. So Bank of America auto outstandings clocked in at 47.2 billion which is up from 46.2 last quarter and 47.1 billion a year ago. 
And at Truist, their auto outstanding increased 6.6% year over year to 26.9 billion. And this followed increases of 5% and 8.9% year over year in the first and second quarters respectively. Uh, so we have been seeing auto outstandings perform really well. And I think US Bank also saw some similar trends. So Whitney, I believe you took a look at their earnings uh, this week. So what stood out to you? Yeah, I did see a similar upward trend in U.S. Bank's auto portfolio. Their outstandings reached $23.5 billion, which was a 20% increase year over year. So some contributing factors that they discussed in last week's earning call was strong credit performance, which is continuing kind of quarter over quarter, low net charge-offs, and low delinquencies, um, even despite stimulus checks endings or ending delinquencies are remaining low and are expected to continue to stay low into next quarter and even into 2022. So, so far what we're hearing this quarter is that there's not an anticipation of a huge influx of delinquencies on the horizon. Everything has remained steady and for US Bank, it's just another quarter that the bank performed better than normal. Um, kind of like you said earlier, uh, the banks will be continuing to monitor those supply chain issues over the next quarters as we don't really know what's going to be happening. But yeah, it was another strong performance for U.S. Bank. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, net charge-offs and delinquencies were also, um, you know, pretty low at Bank of America and Truist as well. Um, and at Wells Fargo, we, we followed them recently too. So we're seeing similar trends pretty much across the board. I think so far this quarter. Um, and I think you might agree with me, Whitney, that they'll probably continue as we follow more and into, uh, into uh, early next year even. Yeah, they're looking well into 2022 for, for this to kind of continue on trend. So we'll be following that. Um, we also have some more third quarter earnings to look forward to this week. Uh, so we have Ally Financial and Fifth Third along with a couple others. So definitely stay tuned um, for our coverage of those reports. We're also one week away, it's crazy, but we're one week away from the Auto Finance Summit, um, which takes place October 27th through 29th in Las Vegas. Um, so you can learn more about the 2020 event, 2021 event and register at autofinancesummit.com. Um, we also look forward to seeing everyone in Vegas and we will be providing live coverage each day of the sessions. Uh, so make sure you tune into our website each day and our socials um, to follow, you know, the big takeaways from the summit. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And as always, we want to hear from you. So please um, rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen to the program and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as always, we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.